welcome to Inspiration from the Couch. I'm Avery. I'm Jamie. And I'm Lucy. We are psychologists and moms. Join us as we discuss what we've figured out, what we've yet to figure out, and what there's just no figuring out. It's sure to be fun, and you may be inspired along the way. This is Inspiration from the Couch. I'm Avery. I'm Jamie. And I'm Lucy. And today we are going to be talking about a book called The Trance of Scarcity by Victoria Castle. This has been one of our favorite books. It's newer to all of us. I think we've all discovered it within the past year and have found it to be very powerful and informative, both in our personal lives and with our clients as well. Absolutely. And more generally, when devising this podcast, we decided it'd be really fun to spend one episode a month doing something like a book club. So it's not something you have to read the book about beforehand, but almost for us to be able to discuss and kind of share some of the key kernels, nuggets, pearls Pearls. of wisdom (laughs) from the book are things that we have found especially (laughs) useful. As a little bit of background on the book, The Trans of Scarcity is about well, scarcity versus abundance almost. And so Mm -hmm. Victoria Castle starts with this very nice analogy, metaphor. Would it be analogy or metaphor? Eh, Maybe metaphor. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Of like a circle, right? And this idea that there's the circle that we can be in or out of, right? And it's not so much of a place, but more so a state of mind. She talks about when we're in the circle, it's the sense of being in the midst of abundance and flow and like connected with kind of this bigger, greater energy source than yourself, right? Right. So there's a sense of spaciousness, there's a sense of openness, there's a sense of energy and engagement that comes when we're living in the circle. Excitement, creativity, like all that really good stuff kind of flows from that place. In contrast, she talks about being out of the circle. And this is when we are in the trance of scarcity, right? So the sense that there's not enough, there's not enough resources, there's not enough time, we are not enough in some ways, outside the circle tends to be filled with constriction. There's kind of tightness, there's urgency, there's kind of a shutting down and closing off that can happen, often a depletion and an exhaustion. Right. So we'll kind of start there. And I would love Avery and Jamie to hear about your experiences with scarcity, kind of how that shows up in your life and kind of how it feels when you're outside the circle. Yeah. So feeling outside the circle, I think the one, the thought kind of that resonates the most with me is I am not enough. And certainly the there is not enough. There's not enough time. There's not enough energy. I'm not enough or good enough to fill in the blank. And that feels really isolating and cold and alone and like pressure, like just tension, pressure, constriction. I'm kind of making this movement almost of like my shoulders are hunched. I'm like kind of sunken in my chest. That's just kind of like Your in a ball. Yeah, uh-huh. my fists are clenched kind of in a ball. And that's kind of what it feels like to be out of the circle. Yeah. I would absolutely agree with that. I think when I'm have that story in my mind of I'm not good enough mm-hmm. or experiencing sensations like the imposter syndrome where mm. it's like, oh, I really don't know what I'm talking yeah. about, you know, like. People are going to figure this out. I, I'm, yeah. Yeah. Like, other shoes going to drop. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes. And so I think how that feels for me is very similar. It's usually tension. I usually have GI distress kinds of yeah. issues, like when I'm really stressed about it and, and overthinking. Yeah. Absolutely. What about you, mm-hmm. Lucy? Same sorts of things. I mean, I think for me, it's that, that tightness, the urgency. And almost a sense that there's more to do than what I have the resources to be able to do. 
So it's kind of an overwhelmed sense as mm. well. And I think outside the circle for me too, it's like everything becomes a to-do. Yes. Right. So there's this like mm. fine line I'm feeling in my life. And I think one side would probably be on the circle where in the circle where there's this kind of excitement and engagement and you're looking forward to things and then how quickly you can like fall to the other side where it becomes something that feels more dreaded and like a to-do that you have to check off the list. Yeah. So scarcity almost of like time or mm-hmm. s- space to accomplish everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are some clues? Like, how do you know if you're out of the circle? So the tension feeling, are there certain like situations yeah. that take you out of the circle? The tension feeling for sure. Talking kind of from the front of my throat. That's a good indicator that I'm in, or sorry, outside of the circle. Feeling like I'm not good enough. Um, especially if I feel like I've got to like double down and prove that I'm good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get really busy, really kind of frantic. This feeling of like, I don't know, I'm kind of standing, it's like sitting like I'm on a high horse of like, I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm better than I'm going to show you how it, those are some, some good situations. I think that, that let me know that I'm probably going to be inside outside the circle. It's interesting. So in the book, Victoria Castle talks about that often outside the circle, we go to, to one corner or another. So okay. on the one hand, there's like the victim, mm. you know, poor, poor me, life is happening to me, this isn't fair. <laughs> or we go on the other side to the hero or martyr, <laughs> right? So I have to like take care of everything. And and there's that that sense to things. And she says both sides are equally defined by the sense of separateness yes. and like being on the outside and like disconnected, right? So I think often outside the circle too, there there is a big dis- sense of disconnection, both from ourselves and then from others as well. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I can absolutely agree with that. That I could go either route, either mm-hmm. either situation. I think I fall more on like kind of the hero caregiving, let's put everybody else in front Mm -hmm. of yourself, whether that's my clients, my family, my students, my supervisees, all of that. And then I'm way down on the bottom of the list. And then I don't feel like that there's enough time, which is the biggest sort of scarcity piece that I struggle with the most. For sure. Mm-hmm. That you don't have enough time? That I don't have enough time. Uh-huh. Yes. Like yeah. everything, <laughs> like everything is finite, you know, mm. like that it's not infinite. You know, I'm, I was, I was watching this Netflix series, which I really like. It's called My Love. And so it's about six, they have six episodes. It's about these couples that have been together for a really long time. Mm. So they're, they're aging couples and it sounds like a very sweet story and they are very sweet stories. But then I'm sitting there and I'm like crying in my bed watching watching this like oh my god i only have this much time left with robert you know <laughs> yeah. like my mind can go there yeah. instead of thinking like yes i have a lot of time with robert mm-hmm. like i can't wait for our, all yeah. of the adventures that we're going to continue to go on right. but my <sighs> mind went to like oh no scarce yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah mm-hmm. scarcity of time yeah yeah, for sure. And the hero when you talk about that too it's almost like this overfunctioning yes. that you yep. get into <laughs> yes <laughs> Yeah, and I I usually go that over functioning route, but I will tell you the the victim role. I mean, it's there have been some situations recently that I've found myself in that like why me role of like why is this happening to me? Why me? And one question that's kind of been nice for me to ask myself is like, well, why not me? Mm-hmm. I mean, why why wouldn't this happen to you? Whatever this might be, and it does kind of help me to turn around a little bit. How does that change things when you ask that? You know, I think it it helps me to realize that. One, I have an expectation that everything's going to work out. And mm-hmm. and usually, if I kind of am flexible, I can find a way for it to kind of be okay. But this expectation that like I'm 
I'm not supposed to have to deal with whatever this situation is. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when I have that awareness of like, well, everybody, a lot of people have to deal with that situation. So the one I'm thinking about right now is like a health problem. Mm -hmm. So if I say, well, why is this happening to me? Why me? Why would this ever happen to me? Then I realize, well, health problems happen to most people on the planet. There are more significant health problems that I'm dealing with. There are less significant health problems. Like, why would it not happen? Mm -hmm. It just kind of opens it up of like, Okay, well, yeah, I can be grateful that it's not more serious. I can be, I can honor the fact that this sucks and just kind of, it takes that in, intensity out of like, I'm a victim. This is happening to me, at me. It kind of evens the playing field a little bit. Yeah. Sounds like it gives you more agency and mm-hmm. more power when you think that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Almost, I love where you're going with this too is this idea of what are some of the things that take us out of the circle and this idea that expectations. Oh, right? yes. And I have the expectation that this shouldn't happen. Yes. Yeah, for sure. What other expectations do y'all notice? And then what other factors might take you out of the circle? Like off ramps from Uh the circle. Uh Yeah. I think comparisons. Ooh, The comparisons are Mm -hmm. a big one. Where do you compare yourself? Oh, when do you not? (laughs) Or I speak for myself, but like, when do I not? Like, uh uh-oh, I got to put this bathing suit on. I'm going to this water park. How do I look compared to, am I going to fit in? And how am I going to be in comparison to everybody Mm -hmm. else? So you're not so much doing the comparison. Like, I look damn good in comparison. Right. That's not so much what you're talking about. No, it is more of the Uh like, uh uh-oh, I'm, Mm. you know, hope I don't stick out here. Uh Or same, like with with teaching my students, like, man, I don't want to be the crappiest professor they've Uh ever had. Like this, Yeah. All of that. Say, I mean, any role, you name it, I think comparisons are kind of a natural way for me to get myself out of the circle mm-hmm. really quickly. Yeah. And these like downward comparisons. Oh, like, for sure. I'm going to be compared negatively to the rest of these people experiences. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. I wonder is, is that how do you turn that around? How do you get back in the circle if you find that you're doing that comparison? I try to be a lot more compassionate Mm -hmm. with myself, Mm -hmm. I think is a a big piece of it. And kind of like what you were speaking to, Avery, really just trying to think like, hey, I am not the only one here that struggles with this. There it is. Yeah, that's good. Everybody struggles with all of these sorts of things. We're all in this big circle together. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we're out of it. (laughs) We're out out of it. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. But we all have all kinds of opportunities to jump in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've I've struggled with comparison too, and and especially that downward comparison of like I'm going to be the worst, the the what the the est whatever the bad est is. Yes, and I think sometimes it's helpful to say, well, okay, first of all, that's probably not accurate, and like, what if I could upward compare a little bit? Like, what if I'm actually a really good professor? What if I'm actually and just kind of like opening up this curiosity of like maybe that's true, but maybe this other thing could be true too. Mm -hmm. Of just you know, kind of that curiosity, that openness can sometimes help with. It that. seems like comparisons really tap into that that fear that like I'm not good enough, right? Mm. Or that scarcity like hot button, right. like I am not enough in whatever way it may be. It's funny how a lot can come right it back is. to that. Mm. It is. And I think the comparison is probably I am not enough. And then maybe the expectation is like there's not going to be enough. Like mm-hmm. there's not going to be enough time. There's not going to be enough health. There's, there's, there's not going to be enough externally, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. What about you, Lucy? What do you find pulls you out of the circle? 
pressure for time, mm-hmm. probably like anxiety and fear can be other big ones, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. kind of worrying, having to kind of plan things, wanting to have everything yeah. figured out. All of the thinking, think, 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 thinking can definitely yeah. make it where we're not present. I mean, I think that's a defining quality of being in the circle is there's this sense of presence and like engagement mm. in the moment. And when I'm in my head, I'm not in my body. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to be in the circle as well. Yeah. What about when you're in the circle? Like, what do you notice? What are those experiences like? When is it easy to get in the circle? What promotes that? How does it feel? Feels warm. I know I'm in the circle if I am feeling compassion Mm -hmm. for myself or for others. I can even, as I'm sitting here, I'm kind of like melting into this couch. It's just like openness. My shoulders are open. My body feels more relaxed. And I just don't feel that urgent sense of pressure. Like it, mm-hmm. it, it feels just open and loose and warm. What about you guys? Yeah, I would say the same. It's definitely more of a relaxed kind of feeling where I am not focused on what I don't have. I'm mm. focused on what I have. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And for me, there's often this sense of flow, like time can move yeah. more quickly, mm-hmm. feeling more engaged with what's going on. There's a different sense of like mm-hmm. lightness and openness. And, and like a part of the, like the general like population kind of in being brought in. I think that when I feel out of the circle, I can feel that isolated loneliness apart from like either this is happening to me or I have to go justify this. Like there's me against the world. And then this feels more like I'm in the world. Like I'm having to save the world. Exactly. 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 That I'm separate from the world in some way. And this feels like, no, I can kind of be back a part of the world and I don't have to be better than or less than or I can just kind of be in the in, right sized. Mm-hmm, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Exactly. So we talk about being in and out of the circle, right? And then in the book, she goes on to talk about, and I love this, like two main paths that she identifies for getting back in the circle, right? So the first has to do with our stories, right? So she talks about being really mindful of the things we tell ourselves Mm -hmm. and the stories we create in our head and how these are often big culprits to pull us out out of the circle. And then she talks about this opportunity to trade up on our stories, right? What I love about the idea of a story is sometimes there's such power in even naming it because often... One, we don't even know that that's what we're telling. It happen- telling ourselves that happens on a more like unconscious and automatic level. And often we take it as the gospel truth, when right. it's really not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And so what have y'all noticed? Have y'all found any stories? How have you traded them up? Hmm. So I think one story I've I've told myself, I think for a lot, a lot of my life, is that I have to please. I have to please other people. Other people's happiness is more important than mine. And I think after reading this book, I've, I've recognized that story and tried to trade it up to this story of the only person's happiness that I can control is my own. Mm-hmm. And kind of, it's this freedom of, I don't have to be in control. And actually, you know what, spoiler alert, I cannot be in control of other people's happiness. I can try to kind of manage my life in a way that can control my own, but that's really been kind of an opening for me of, of being able to, to be aware of, of that pleasing versus just kind of owning my own. Do you find that you catch that story more often now? I do. I do think, and and I think it's one of those things that when you practice it, it gets easier, but I, I do find I catch that. And then thinking kind of make that, if we're using the off ramp on ramp, like that turnaround time a little bit sooner, right? Of like, oh, I'm out of the store, out of the circle. Yep. I'm definitely getting caught in pleasing. Oh, a good way to get back in is to mm-hmm. remind myself I don't have to please. And so that uh-huh. kind of little like loop-de-loop, <laughs> right? Definitely. What What about you guys? I think for me, 
probably one of the stories has to do with I I don't have to be overprepared. I just need to show up and be present. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. And there's a quote in the book that I really liked. I absolutely gravitated towards that Victoria said. She said, our job is not to figure everything out. It's to tune in and become available to infinite possibilities. Oh, and I so love great. that quote. Very you, much. Could you read it one more time? Yeah. It says, our, our job is not to figure everything out. It's to tune in and become available to infinite possibilities. Like, I feel like I can exhale. Uh It's like a deep breath, isn't Uh it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So for me, that's been really important because I have a tendency in wanting to, you know, if I listen into that story of I'm not good enough or I'm making comparisons or what have you, that will take me right out. I'll feel like I don't have enough time. I need to prepare Mm -hmm. and over-prepare so that I can fit in. And so... This quote and me just reminding myself that I can slow down, I can be present, and I can just show up, and that's all I need to bring. Mm-hmm. Like you have everything you need yes, already. Absolutely, you are enough mm-hmm. already. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what I love about this quote too, it it almost kind of smuggles in the idea that when we try to figure it all out, <laughs> maybe we unintentionally end up closing up like from other options yes. that might unfold mm-hmm. if we just showed up and were present. Right. Absolutely. I think a story for me, a big one that I've noticed is this belief, like I don't have enough time, right? So I'll like wake up in the morning Mm -hmm. with this sense of like dread of like, oh God, like here we go again, right? Like there's too much to do. Wow. And so almost playing around with, okay, in those moments, how do I say to myself, like I have enough time to do all the things that matter to me today or to do everything I need to do. And it really does kind of shift. Like, like something mm. happens. I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Right? And it's, there's like this lightness and freedom that comes with that. Yeah. I think it's also interesting. I hadn't thought about this in, in years until we're talking today, but I had this wonderful supervisor in graduate school who had what she called more of like an abundance mindset. Right. So I think sometimes, and she talked about it in the context of being a therapist, like that, that there's, limited number of clients to go away. So you really have to like fight for them. And there's, you know, like a limited amount of resources, right? So you have to kind of fight for what's yours and hold Uh on to it. But instead, like what happens when we show up and we think there's plenty to go around, Mm -hmm. right? There's enough success in the world where everyone can have success. Mm -hmm. And just because someone else is good at something, it doesn't take away from from my accomplishments or my worth or value. And how do we make space for all of that rather than thinking of it as like a pie with a limited number of pieces? (laughs) Right. So I love that, that idea as well. Mm-hmm. well that, even that just that mindset shift from the scarcity of there's a limited amount, a finite amount, so I've got to get what's mine, to there's this abundance of, you know, there, there's not going to be, we're not going to run out. It's not pie, right? We're not going to run out of it and then it's gone. That there's an abundant amount of space or time or Well, especially resource. with the things that matter the most, That's right. which I yeah. would think of as like love and compassion, right? Like with those really important secret sauces. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm don't run out. And right. the more we invest in them and give them, like the, they grow. Okay. So the other, the other path she talks about, and this has probably been my favorite part of the book is she talks about getting back into the circle through your somas, which she, is your bodies. Right. And so I think why I have loved this is the stories. I, I like that idea too, but I am an overthinker and so can get trapped in my head. And so there has been immense, like, wow, sort of power and just being able to notice my body, right? Mm. So maybe I tune in and you notice constriction or tension or tightness and you intentionally just intervene in the body, like mm. opening up. So Avery, you said a minute ago, you had your fist clenched and you were like curling in in a ball. Like if you open up, put your shoulders back, mm-hmm. open your hands, take up space, like what an immense 
how that can bring us back into the circle. Right. And it's, I love that because it's so basic. I mean, it's, it's a lot of energy to try to trap that story and figure out what it, cause I'm an overthinker too. And I'm like, okay, well, I can think all these different thoughts while I'm trying to figure out these other thoughts and it can get very complicated and messy and loud. But when you go back into your body, like your body either is or is not doing something. Either you are laying on the ground or you are standing up. It's very concrete and very simple in that way. And I think it really does kind of makes it a little bit more black and white. Like either my hands on my body and I'm taking a deep breath or I'm balled up into fists. And so it really kind of gives like a concrete thing to attune to versus this kind of like abstract chatter Mm -hmm. that happens. Yeah. And I love playing around with like body imagery, mm. right? And so one example that has come to mind and that I have kind of drawn from is almost imagining like, especially with the sense of urgency that comes up a lot is that I have like the motor, like on a boat, like a mm. motorboat inside of me and almost like you hear it like revving up. And then you can imagine, I imagine it like sputtering out, like like sputtering right. out and then like falling off the boat and sinking to the bottom of a lake. Right. And when I walk through this imagery, it's like, you can feel this quieting that yeah. happens. And are you just it. sitting out there in the middle of the lake yeah, on the boat? Kind of hanging yeah. out the, and I don't, yeah. feel, I don't feel anxious about that. Right? So, like, that, just feels very, like, <laughs> so, like, that sounds awful. Lucy. <laughs> You're stuck out in the middle of the lake. What are you going to do? <laughs> I hadn't thought about it. You might have just ruined the imagery for me. I'm so good. sorry. <laughs> yeah, I know I would agree with with both of you. I mean, I think tuning in, I think for some people, it may come more naturally than others. And I, I think, you know, it definitely takes some practice in doing that and just taking a pause, taking some time in order to tune in with what's going on. Where do I carry this tension? When is this coming up for me? When do I feel sort of constricted versus more expansive? And that attuning to the body in the last few months, I've had some, some stressful moments. And one thing I've started doing, and we call them now horizontal moments in my house, is I just lay down <laughs> and I'm just like, that's enough. I just go lay down for a minute. And it really does help. I mean, one, it drops me out of whatever I'm doing because I don't lay down on the floor often, but it kind of is this like touchstone of like, okay, I can get back in my body. Yeah. I don't have to like think or do or 5,000 different things. I can just take some deep breaths. And I think that that, whether it's a child's pose or just laying flat on your back, that that's something that can be available and can yeah. kind of interrupt. Well, I laugh and I've told you all this, but my friend who has this <laughs> yeah. idea, and I love this theory that like, what if we were all in the practice of like dropping into a child's, yes. child's pose when things got hard? So you're like an aisle four in the grocery, you're kind of overwhelmed, mm-hmm. you just like drop into child's this, pose. This feels right? so accessible to me right now. Like, <laughs> Yes, this is too much. I can't pick out the bananas. I'm going down to the ground. Right. Yes. Boom. I'm mm-hmm. just going to take a minute. Uh-huh. Yes. Just breathe. We just all did that. <laughs> might be happier. I think uh-huh. it might be good. <laughs> so what are some of your favorite paths back into the circle? So I guess first, how do you notice that you're out? And then once you notice, how do you get back in? So a couple things. One, I think when I notice that I am in expectation, usually that's ex- expecting either that things are going to have to go ABC exactly or expecting like scorched earth worst scenario. Mm. And so when I'm in the scorched earth worst scenario, sometimes I'll notice that and say, you know, I could also anticipate it could go well. So it's just like, yes, I've, I've got this very fleshed out idea that it's going to go horribly, but what if, what if it went in a different way? And that just kind of opens up my curiosity of like, I wonder how it's going to go mm. versus it's definitely going to go this way and it's going to be horrible. So that's a kind of entry ramp back in of that curiosity of like, I wonder what's going to happen tomorrow. I will have known how today turned out. I wonder what's going to happen. And and that's really helpful for me. And I think 
with the comparison, when I noticed that like downward comparison, like I'm going to be the worst, I'm going to be the worst mom, the most unprepared, whatever that I could say, or what if I'm not? Like, what if, mm-hmm. what if I'm like, I won't say the best, but pretty okay. Like, what if I'm middle of the pack? So I think those kind of being aware that like I go one direction and to say maybe there are these other directions that could happen and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's none of those things, but just that it opens the curiosity of yeah. I'm not so certain and I wonder what's going to happen. Yep. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah. What about you, Jamie? Yeah. I mean, I think that first trying to be mindful of what's going on. If I'm doing a lot of things mindlessly, I have to kind of catch myself if I'm just sort of doing things robotically Mm -hmm. or whatever, just getting caught up in the busyness. And so I think periodically checking in like, what's up, you know, what's, what's going on. Almost like preventative. Yes. Before you have to hit the ground, like checking in (laughs) before I drop down into child's. I like that. Yeah. Like checking in, (laughs) (laughs) checking in with myself, I think. Yes. And in that way. And then the other piece I think is, not trying to add on to my experience. And so oh. just looking at things as they are, you know, so if I have five I tasks today, that. I have five tasks today. It's okay. Mm. It's fine. It's not, I have five tasks. Oh my God, this is so shitty. And you're not going to be yeah. able to do it. And it's going to be terrible. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's just absolutely. Like if I can just kind of describe what's oh, going on that. without all of the expectations, that is much more helpful. Sometimes I'll talk to people about doing just that as like a news reporter. Like, what would a news reporter say? Like, just the facts, ma'am. Like, you don't have to stack on top of it all these horrible things. Just name it. What is it? Mm-hmm. And I've got that t- five tasks today. Period. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Love that. How about you, Lucy? Yeah, I think compassion is a big one. And Mm. Jamie, you alluded to this earlier, but I think especially with that story that I'm not good enough, and it's been interesting to notice this, I think that one comes up a lot for me, but it's it's quiet and it's sneaky, right? So (laughs) if you'd asked me a year ago, I would have been like, no, not at all. But I'm like, fuck, that is like all over the place. (laughs) And I don't think I can really like tangle with it in terms of like arguing with it and trying to like think my way out of it. And so the most effective thing I've been able to do is once again, like put my hands on my body, you know, oh, darling, right? Like, ooh, like that is so hard. Like, and just being compassionate and showing up for myself and witnessing myself and just almost like holding myself, wrapping myself in a hug has been so powerful and just softening that and and quieting it. Mm. I love that. I love that. I think the compassionate thing really resonates with me. I think one question that I love with that kind of can access that compassion is what if we're just doing the best we can? Like, what if that this is just the best I can and that's okay. Yeah. And just that kind of, or that, Oh darling, I love that. of just kind of tuning in and in that compassionate way. I love that. Mm. Okay. So as we wrap this up and bring mm-hmm. it home, right. And then we're thinking about like, do try this at home, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? What would each of you say is one kind of concrete thing our listeners can do if they're new to this and they're wanting to, Figure out, you know, how to get into the circle in their lives and to get out of the trance. For me, it would be to focus on what is, not what is missing. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, that would be my biggest, my mm -hmm. biggest piece of advice for people. Focus on what is, not what is missing. Okay. Well, I can't follow that. That's like (laughs) perfect. It's awesome. I love that. Yeah. So I think for me, it would probably be that idea for noticing the body, right? Mm-hmm. So just without having to tell a story or explain or understand or have a reason or figure anything out, can you notice especially tension and constriction in the body and then intentionally loosen and soften and open into it? Hmm. 
And I think for me, um, I've, I've thought about it. I've kind of gotten a good one, but I, no, not a good one. Just a one. Um, but I think just even this visual of inside and outside the circle and just mm-hmm. noticing like, okay, this is what it feels like. And just kind of paying attention to kind of to Jamie's point, like, this is what is that I'm either in or out. This is what it feels like. And just kind of being curious. What else is going on around me? What else can I pay attention to that? Because it's different, I think, for everybody. What are the situations that pull them out? And yes. then what are the things that they can do to pull back in? But I love this language of, of, being inside or outside to kind of give us a dynamic to even think about it. That is a good one. (laughs) (laughs) I really do um, highly recommend the book. I think Mm -hmm. what I love about this book, I think the ideas are great, but I think the way it is written, she has a lot of concrete exercises and things for you to do. So I think it's easy to read the book and then pull things from it that feel very applied and, and like they make a difference Mm -hmm. in your life. Yeah. So I think it's good from that standpoint too. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that'll do it for today. Thank you all for joining us and we will so look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Subscribe to Inspiration from the Couch wherever you access your podcasts. We always welcome your feedback. Visit us on our website at inspirationfromthecouch.com. Inspiration from the Couch.